Recorded live. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday, March 30th, 2016. I'm Eric Clancy, joined as always by Mr. Patrick Kelly, and we are on the final toll booth in the exit of the highway of the road to WrestleMania. So we have a mostly WrestleMania show for you today. We will talk a little bit about NXT and a little bit about, um, I mean, we've got to talk about uh, Lucha Underground. So And like um, the best book match ever, sure. Yeah, no, I, I, w- I would agree. Um, why don't we go ahead and um, I guess let's talk about lucha first, um, mm-hmm. and then we'll just then we'll just go straight WWE to the end. Um, okay, so in another um, I guess one night one match um, uh, concept, I guess uh, Aztec Warfare was the only match, um, which I think it was last year. Am I correct with that? Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, and it was fantabulously booked. Um, uh, you know, you just had so many things that you look for in Royal Rumbles that they, or even Battle Royals, that they don't do anymore. And, I mean, it's just like, it's funny to me because so many people, I hear criticisms, criticisms about Lucha Underground. They're like, oh, it's not a wrestling show. It, it's a TV show and there's wrestling on it. And, yeah, I mean, whatever semantics you want to make of it, but... Lucha Underground does more classical wrestling things than WWE ever does. And case in point, and this is like this is like wrestling 101, but WWE hardly ever does it anymore and it's so effective when it's done well. There's a sequence where Johnny Mundo, Taya and Jack Evans are holding down Prince Puma and they're just beating the dog shit out of him. And like Johnny Mundo raises his arm and he's about to hit the end of the world and you're like, "Oh jeez." And then the next um, the next uh, participant comes down, the music hits, and I'm a machine. And Cage, our friend of the show, Cage comes out and just obliterates everyone. And, and Mundo sells it like fantastically. And, like, you know, I know it's a show, I know it's like how it's going on, but because of how well that was done, I'm like pumping my fist and I'm like, yeah, you know, and it's. It's stuff like that that, I mean, that's Jake Roberts, Randy Savage at the Royal Rumble. That's Randy Orton and Mick Foley at the Royal Rumble. It's like, mm-hmm. that's Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, you know? And it's like, there's there's those moments that you can do, and WWE doesn't do them very much, you know? So um, mm-hmm. every story happened organically in this match. It wasn't just one thing going through. I have no problem with an overarching storyline. I have no issue with that. But, you know, there's got to be there's got to be lives and there's got to be cross sections in between that. And they did it so well. And so I, I guess we should start off at the beginning. Phoenix starts off and number two was a well-refreshed good, looking good. Ray Mysterio jr. Yeah. Uh, Ray fit like he, I mean, he fit Lucha underground like a glove here. He looked very, very good. Um, and the crowd was obviously happy him and it paid off at the end of the match, as Ray was the last one to go down to crown the new champion. So it actually felt like, oh, wow, this this new guy, and we'll get to that at the end, is like, wow, he beat Ray Mysterio to win the title. It was really, uh, I thought Ray added a lot to this. Yeah, I know I do. He added a lot of star power. They really put Ray over well. I thought it was good. They they had him beat guys like, like Arrhenius shouldn't be pinning a lot of people. So him eating pins for Ray and stuff was good. Um I liked mixing Ray with Prince Puma. Like, you know, that mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. Um, Ray and Phoenix. There were a lot of cool, like, dream matchups and stuff that were happening there. Um, uh, Dragon Azteca um, wrestles better than he talks. Um, I will say <laughs> yeah, this. 
Yeah, yeah I, I thought so, too. I will say this, and Patrick, I, I want to know if you agree with me on this. El Dragon Azteca Jr., or if they're just calling him El Dragon Azteca, I don't know, but he is not as crisp as Prince Puma is. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. I and, and I to this day I, I think Puma is one of the most incredible professional wrestlers I've ever seen. The things he can do, like, mm-hmm. are amazing. And I'm not there. There wasn't like botches or anything from El Dragon Azteca, but it was just it wasn't as fluid. It wasn't as perfect as it is. It's like it's like Puma is almost like a cat in the fact that he never falls down when he doesn't want to. You know, like it's he's he's so well balanced and he's so well. Uh, mm-hmm. I just. I know people are like, oh, this is going to be the next guy. I'm like, yeah, he might be, but I, Puma is like, Puma's a star, you know, and and um, I'm not saying this guy isn't. I'm just saying, you know, I, I still look at Puma as like the, 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 the top of the class there. But Oh, no, Puma's the guy, definitely, right now, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. He's the perfect baby face for that company and for their storylines and everything that they do with him. He's just perfect in that role. So, yeah, yeah if the plan is to groom El Dragon Azteca to take that spot over, it's like, all right, but there's he's got a lot to live up to. Yeah, you've got to, you've got, there, there's a process that'll, that'll be mm-hmm. coming, you know. Um... Uh, what happened next? Why don't you take us in here? Uh, well, you mentioned the whole Johnny Mundo and Cage thing, and all that was great. And I really liked a lot of the stuff they did with Cage, where they threw him through the window, and he no-sold it, and he just, I mean, he looked like a machine, and they had to use a cinder block to take him out. It's very over the top, but it really sold the fact that uh, Cage is this unstoppable brute force cyborg monster guy, and I thought that worked really well. I, I went I personally marked out when Drago came out, and I was like, oh, he's going to go after Jack Evans. Here we go. And really, it's, it helps so much when you have so many characters that you're invested in, you have so many stories and so many feuds going on, all of which with a clear point, all of which with uh, have somebody to root for. And, you know, when you do big matches like this and incorporate so many guys and all the little stories get time to shine, it just makes it all the more satisfying and a lot more exciting. And that was one of those moments right there when – uh, Drago and Jack Evans were like running around in the crowd and fighting with each other, and Drago was just beating the crap out of him and stuff. It was all really good, and that eventually led to the Darewolf coming out and helping Evans and basically reenacting the bathroom segment from a couple weeks ago. And then Aerostar made his in-ring return, and that I marked out for that. So, yeah, there was there was a ton of really good stuff here. Yeah, no, um, I one of my favorite sequences was the Joey Ryan. Stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, that was great. It was such great comedy, I thought, and it was um, throw me out now, throw me out now, which is uh, I, I thought was funny, and um, and it, it, it had, had a payoff at the end. It yeah. had a great payoff too. Yeah, it also had some fun stuff where people just kick him in the face, and it was like, <laughs> and he couldn't do anything, and it was like, you know, it's just stuff like that where it's paid off, and it's like, you know, um, uh, you know, there's a reason for all the stuff happening. Um, so we go. Um, so we keep going, uh, you know, Mundo, I love that he threw him through the window, which is like Mundo's kind of shtick. And then, of course, like, glass never hurts Cage, so he comes out. But the cinder block can hurt Cage, as we've seen in the past. Um, so mm-hmm. that was super cool. I like that Ty got the pin on him. It kind of kept it in the family there for that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so then we go through, and um, we're down to, like, oh, I can't remember. It was, like, Puma, um it was also the big names, like Puma. Yeah, uh, Ray. It was smart in Phoenix, and, like, um, you know, they kept the big names Chavo in there. was in there. Yeah, yeah. And then um, uh, Mil Mortes comes down, and this was so cool, I thought. So he comes down, and then fucking Pentagon, because this is the feud we want to see. I mean, you've seen, 
you've seen him with, with Puma, you've seen him with Phoenix, you've seen those things, and you saw him in the match with uh, Pentagon, but you haven't really seen the feud. And I like the idea of Pentagon, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mil Mortes, and of course, ruins him again gets him eliminated because of that, and now, so we've we've essentially taken Mortes out as the top heel, which is fine. There was a payoff for the whole thing, and he can go do his, like, awesome semi-main feud with with Pentagon. So we're, we're done then. We're done. We've, 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 we've put that in, and we're going to have a new champion. But then, Patrick, then El Jefe comes out, and the response was fantastic. And, like, it, it, Dario came back to claim his temple, and I do like that they held off on the Katrina uh, Cueto thing. Like, they haven't done taking care of that yet. That's still, like, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I like they didn't give everything away there. But Cueto comes out, introduces Montanza, and we are off to the races. Good God. I mean, that's how you book a monster, people. That's how you establish, build, and execute a monster right there. Again, Wrestling 101. Yeah, and, you know, I was one of the things that I was really impressed with was the fact that um, – Montanza did a lot of interesting, cool stuff we hadn't seen. A lot of the suplexes were very dangerous looking. Like so he was like throwing people up and catching them, and it was very cool. And that's you. That moment is super important. Like he pulled, they they gimmicked the bar so he could pull it off, and that's cool. And they did the same thing with Kane and stuff. And but that moment is super important because you could. And ask the Shockmaster. You can you can ride or die in those moments. And one of the things I always had an issue with SmackDown was um, uh, when they debuted MVP. First, I had an issue with they're like it's a big bidding war, but Raw was never like we're bidding for MVP. It was just like SmackDown's bidding against no one or something. Like there was no I, I'm not <laughs> believing you're bidding for this guy, you know. And then like why are you bidding for him so much? He hasn't really wrestled much, so like he's got to be doing some cool stuff that people can't do and be like oh well that's amazing. But he never did anything. He was just like a guy who did like an elbow, and you're like ugh. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, whatever. Montanza did a bunch of cool shit. It was like when you first saw Brock Lesnar, and he was, like, picking up people and, like, powerbombing them from the ground, you know? It was like, it was mm-hmm. like what the fuck, you know? Um, so it was that kind of stuff. And I thought it came off perfectly. And I told you, I texted you after it happened, and I said, holy crap. First of all, I can't believe they had the balls to go with Montanza as the winner and not Ray. Because I thought, you know, even if Montanza lost, I wouldn't have thought that was the right call. But even if he lost... He beat, like, 800 people, so it's like, oh, okay, you know, and people were ganging up on him and shit, and he was still beating mm-hmm. them, so it doesn't really hurt him that much. It's a royal, it's a battle royal, but, like, he just fucking went through Ray, too, and he won, and I thought that was such a ballsy move. I thought it was the same kind of ballsy move that they made when they made Puma the champion instead of Johnny Mundo, because I think a lesser promoter and writer would go, oh, Mundo's the star, give it to, give it to him, right. as opposed to, like, uh, let's, let's and the fans wouldn't on. have fought them on that either. That's the other thing. What'd you say? The fans wouldn't have fought them on that either. That's the other thing. Like a lot of the critics would have been like, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Did, 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 yeah, did yeah. but I, I like that they have a vision and they went with it. And that's, that's mm-hmm. always the most important thing. And that's, that's the thing that I hate about WCW in the past was the idea that, like, you know, they were like, people are like, oh, they listen to the fans too much. I was like, fuck, it's not if they listen to the fans too much. It's the fact that they don't, they just seemingly take their ideas at random each week. There's never any, like, end game. There's no, like, you don't have a vision or an idea. Like, I don't, if I disagree or agree with your vision, that's one thing, but fucking have one, you know? And, mm-hmm. and Lucha Underground certainly does. And 
on the week before, well, I guess not the week before WrestleMania because that's tonight, but heading into like a, a big wrestling week, they really hit a home run, I think. Oh, absolutely, without question. And uh, second year in a row, Asset Warfare was a major hit. And, yeah. you know, the, the constant descriptor, description of Asset Warfare has been, it's a better Royal Rumble than the Royal Rumble, and, yeah, we're two for two now. Yeah. All right, so we got to get into this WrestleMania thing. Um, oh, yeah, we got to cover so, that whole thing. Yeah, okay. Let, let's head into this thing. Um, we've got... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches on the main card. Three on uh, the... The Battle Royal got moved up to the main card, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, Ryback and Kalisto is on the pre-show, which I think is odd. Um, I think that should be... I mean, I guess, what would you take out of it is the question, so... Why do they always have trouble with, like, time management on WrestleMania? And this isn't a new thing, either. Like, there were... No, like, I remember the one we were at, the, the Bellas and... Uh, and Road Scholars against the Funkadactyls and, and you know, the, the fat guys got pushed off the, the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, upset. we're like, for... where's Road Scholars? We want to see Damien. What's going on here? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the deal with time management is. Um, okay. Let's go through this. Um, Kalisto and Ryback. Um, I mean, like, I guess we should talk about Raw a little bit, I guess. Like, I thought it was a weak show. Um, hey, Triple H and Roman Reigns has turned into one hardcore game of tag, hasn't it? Yeah, I'm going to punch you now. Um, it's so weird because it seems like it's going to end the show based on, mm-hmm. like, you, you'd think it'd be, like, maybe Hell in a Cell, maybe Ambrose Lesnar. Based on marketing I've seen, it seems like this is going to end the show. I mean, they could always change that, but um, you would think they're going to – if they're going to end the show, they're not going to have Roman Reigns win clean babyface celebration because it's going to look stupid. And that's, that is one thing Vince McMahon has been very, very um, cautious with. He hasn't really, um, I guess, ruined his final shot of WrestleMania. Remember the Daniel Bryan thing? They changed that. Last year mm-hmm. they did the, um, the money, money in the bank, bank thing. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering, um, Roman Reigns is going over. I don't think anyone questions that at all. Like he, he, he's winning this match. It's, it's guaranteed. The question is, how does he do it, and how does it go? So, I think there's. Who's your daddy, and what does he do? Yeah. So I think there's there's a few things to to discuss here. I think the um, I think there's a few things that could possibly save it and make people super excited. Um, one is easier to do than the others. Um, one is the heel turn. I don't know how you do that against Triple H because he's already a heel, um, but it's it's a heel turn. That that's well. The that's, thing is, is that the fans already hate Reigns, so it probably won't be that much of a stretch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so, um, yeah. So some sort of heel turn is one way. Number two is a Shield reunion where you have like Ambrose come down and Triple H fights him off, and eventually Seth Rollins comes down. Triple H thinks he's evening the score. And they all take out Triple H. Roman wins, and the Shield is 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 together again. Um, and they explain the whole thing, whereas like you know Seth is like, hey, you know what? You took my spot. You acted like you know Roman Reigns is always straight up with me. We were opponents. You were supposed to be my behind me, and instead you took my title. And he's like, listen, Roman Reigns, like I still want his title, and I'm going to wrestle him. But we're going to be the Shield, and we're going to make sure it's only going to be between us. 
So you could do it like that. The third most expensive and most unlikely thing to do would be to have CM Punk come down, hit Triple H with the GTS, and then like kind of anoint Reigns. But they did that with The Rock, and it still didn't work. So I'd say the Shield or the heel turn would probably be your best bet, and it'd be a lot cheaper to do both of those. So that that's my thought process on it. Those are some really good ideas. I especially really like the Shield idea. I think that could be a really good way to end the show. Um, if they just have Roman Reigns win straight up, I, I you're begging for a disaster. I mean, that's I mean, it's up to you, Vince. I mean, it's your show, but I'm just telling you, if you have him just win clean straight up and don't do anything with it, it's going to be a disaster. But yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> so we got that match. We know who's going to win it. Um, okay. So then we've also got the recently announced. Almost third pay-per-view in a row, I think. Um, well, not third pay-per-view, but it's like the fourth major match between them. Um, AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho. Um, I think this should be should, – I'm tongue-tied there. I think this should be pretty good. Um, I've really enjoyed Chris Jericho's heel personas, as I normally do, more than his baby uh, face. A lot more as a baby Yeah, he yeah, sucks yeah. as a baby face. Um, I don't particularly like AJ Channing Y2 Jackass over and over because it reminds me of, like, Edge going, Spear, Spear, Spear. Um, that said, their matches have been pretty good, and this match should be pretty good as well. So um, I, I, I think this could be good. I mean, Jericho has a habit of, like, shitting the bed on the biggest stage um, when, when he's in the main event, um, and that's a combination. That can be a combination of how he's booked, but, I mean, sometimes it's, it's uh, you know, I don't know what the answer is. Um, I, I don't know what the CM Punk match excuse is because that, that underwhelmed. Um, you and I are the only ones that think so. I know. And the Edge one isn't good either. No, no, it's not. I mean, the build-up for that was bad, but, like, you could theoretically get around that. But, you know, it's um, – so we'll see. I, I think this could be a good match. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'll be a good match. I I would think that AJ would go over. It's his first WrestleMania, yeah. and he's he's working with Jericho, so – Well, you would think over. that Sting would beat Triple H last year, but you'd be wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's that whole thing where it's like, I, I don't want to say there are any absolutes here, because if you were not created by the WWE, you you don't play by the same rules when it comes to considerations of who goes over or not. So, uh, But I'll pick AJ to win just because that's the probably what it should be. But I, I will, like yeah. you said, yeah, they could easily change that. All right, we've got the ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. This match should just be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. It's stupid that they're booking it this way. Um but whatever, they needed a lot of people to get in the card, and God forbid there's a not a ladder match or an intercontinental title match with in a it, uh, that occurs within the ladder match. So mm-hmm. I think I think Sami Zayn's going over. Um, I, I think like Ziggler doesn't need it, and it's a step back, and he would probably be upset if it happened. Zack Ryder's not winning it. Sin Cara is not winning it. Um, Stardust. Well, a lot of the guys that are in that match are in there, and they've done nothing as far as like win loss records or anything. They've been so insignificant yeah. for so long. It's like, how are any of these guys even in like second tier title contention? It's yeah, like, I have no idea. Um, it, it's stupid. So it's really it's down to either Sammy or Owens who, yeah. who walks out with the belt. That would make any sense anyway. Yeah, it's one of them, and which leads you to believe why why is there anyone else in this match in the first place? You know. So I, I think Sammy's going to win because he hasn't done much since he's got there, and they want to. You, you'd think would want to get him over big, going especially going into the Raw after WrestleMania, which is very important to them and is difficult to please. But um, 
so I, I'm going with Sammy, but I wouldn't be surprised if Owens wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, New Day uh, against the League of Nations handicap match. Um, New Day I mean, better go over. I, I, mean, I, I think they got to go over. I mean, the, the League of Nations is about as hot as a turd in an icebox. Um, Remember a few months ago when the rumor was it was going to be League of Nations versus the Wyatt family? Was that the rumor? I thought the rumor – oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was – it was going to be four-on-four. Four. That was one of the matches being thrown around, and I can't even – that seems almost crazy to suggest that match now. It's, like, amazing how nobody cares about Sheamus. Like, no matter what he's attached to, people just don't care. It's, yeah, he just generates apathy. Yeah. It's really bizarre. He's like, I got a reaction. No, you don't. Not really. Um, <laughs> so I, th- I think New Day's going over. Yeah, they – like – you said they have to. I mean, they proposed apparently a bit where they enter on unicorns and fly through the arena, and I can only hope that that happens. That would be amazing. That would be. It, it, hey, you know what? If Katy Perry can ride in on a lion, why not? Yeah. Um, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. We've got the participants: Heath Slater, Curtis Axel, Adam Rose, Bo Dallas, Big Show, Kane. Tyler Breeze, Goldust, R-Truth, Darren Young, Mark Henry, Connor, Victor, Jack Swagger, Fondango, and Damian Sando. There's nobody in here that has, beyond Tyler Breeze, but we know they don't care about him, who has any, like, potential upside. Uh, I guess Bo Dallas, but they don't care about him either. So there's nobody here that has any sort of upside. So my thought is it's going to be Mark Henry because it's in Texas, and he's retiring soon, so they want to give him something. Um. That could very well happen. I'm thinking that because they moved it up to the main card, they might have a surprise lined up, and maybe Randy Orton's coming back. And that'll be how they reintroduce Orton. Okay. So oh, that's yeah. entirely this possible. Says, this just says announced participants. So, yeah, that's a good point. Um, mm-hmm. All right. A match that I really am looking forward to, the triple threat match for the Divas Championship. Um, enjoy yeah, the last a super hit. What'd you say? This could be a sleeper hit from the show. Yeah. Enjoy the last time that title's called the Divas Championship because it's going to be the Women's Championship the night after, um, and there will be a new belt. So, Which leads me to believe there's going to be a new champion. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Sasha. I think they, um, they, they understand how most people feel about her, and I, I think it'll be Sasha. Yeah, it, I can see it going with either her or Becky. Um, I'd be fine with either one, to be perfectly honest, and I – probably would think that they would feud for the belt following after WrestleMania. But, yeah, Sasha seems like a pretty safe bet. Yeah. All right, now the match that I guess they should probably close the show with, if they're not doing anything bad, because it's Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar. Um, I think this has the potential to be a lot of fun, um, Mm -hmm. because I've liked the feud so far. I really liked Ambrose's um, segment on, on Monday, where he comes down with the with the, the the wagon and puts all the stuff in and just leaves because I like the idea that Ambrose like set all that stuff up beforehand and then just carry just so he could put it in the wagon in front of Brock Lesnar like I buy that Dean Ambrose would do that so um, <laughs> and I, I like everything they've done I like the fact that Brock destroys him but Dean is he continues to come and I think you got to book it like you booked um, Punk and Brock you basically got to do Wolverine versus Hulk um, mm-hmm. and like you know one guy's can dish out so much punishment, but the other guy can take so much punishment. And people are always like, well, how do you book this guy to compete with Brock? I'm like, well, you just have to, he just has to take the stuff and keep coming at him. So 
I think they do. No, hold barred for a reason. Yeah, yeah, and I think this this could be a lot of fun, and I, I hope it is. I hope it's. I mean, I'm not expecting Brock and Punk, but um, I, I do think it's going to be a, a perhaps the best match of the night. I agree. It's. I think it's the best feud heading into this WrestleMania. I like the pairing. It's nice to see Brock in a fresh match where he's yeah. not just working with some guy that he worked with ten or thirteen years ago or whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I think this could be a great match. I think it could be the best match on the show, and just uh, yeah, I'm. We're looking forward to it. And, and I think Ambrose is going over. With, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, with all the stuff they've done with Foley and the barbed wire bat and everything, it makes me think, are they going to break out of their PG restraints here for this one? I hope so. I mean, it seems like that's what they're pushing towards. But um, I mean, I don't know how you work a chainsaw into a match. but Yeah, yeah. You know. Rock is dead. Um, I think <laughs> Dean Ambrose is going over as well. That would be shocking, and I would not be opposed to that if they did. I still think they're probably going to stick with Brock, but I it would be really cool if they gave Dean the win here. Yeah. All right, so we've got um, the Hell in a Cell match with Shane and Undertaker. Um, Shane McMahon is the most formidable formidable opponent that Undertaker has ever had. Did you know that? I, did they say that? They did. Vince said that. Jesus. Um, it's so funny, my girlfriend, who, like, normally has no issue with, like, realism of any kind, is just like, this is BS. We're supposed to believe Shane McMahon can fight The Undertaker. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, I get both sides of it. Like, on one side, The Undertaker is a 50-year-old man, and he shouldn't be that dangerous. But on the other side, if you have put this streak up as, like, such a difficult thing to to beat the undertaker on this stage is so difficult. Like how are we supposed to believe Shane can win? Um, I think Shane has got to win uh, mm. based on where the story is going. Uh, they throw oh, if he doesn't win, then what was the point of doing the match? Exactly. That's the whole thing. Like if, if undertaker wins, what was the point? Um, so if Shane wins, he gets control of raw and we can, we can go to those WWE versus Raw events that are on the event calendar because WWE is like, we don't like spoilers, but we'll put them on our website for future events. Um, <laughs> so, um, so Shane's got to win to get to that point. And it'll also be a nice end to the authority because if Roman Reigns beats Triple H and Shane takes over, then Triple H and Stephanie can like go off to a farm upstate. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, I, I think my thought is Shane wins, but The Undertaker beats him up for, like, 90% of the match, and I I don't want to be the guy, because I, I stopped doing it years ago of thinking Cena's going to turn heel or something. Um, Would it be a heel turn, though? That's the thing. Like, you'd be helping the guy that, Mo, like, I, I'm pretty sure most people want Shane to win. They want the change so bad, and The Undertaker doesn't have the streak. It's not a big deal. They, I think they try to push it as it was a big deal or be a heel turn, but it's so funny. Of course they'd fuck up Cena's heel turn. Of course the one time, the time they do it is the time that you're like, oh, that's not really a heel turn, but fucking A, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are predicting that. I'm, a, You know, with Seth Rollins being predicted to come back for the main event, which was your idea, and Orton possibly coming back in the Battle Royal and seeing that. It's like it's all the guys that got hurt, it feels like there's a chance to really kind of reintroduce them all at the show. Yeah. Um, all right, so we got the um, the pre-show matches. Kalisto or Ryback? I say Kalisto. Uh, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to really care. Um, I guess I'd say Kalisto because if it's so it's such a low-profile match, why even bother going with a title change? Yeah. Usos or Dudley Boys, I go Usos. I go Usos too. 
and Total Divas, which is Brie Bella Page, Natalia, Alicia Fox, and Ava Marie, against Bad and Blonde, which is apparently a new stable, Naomi, Tamina, Lana, Emma, and Summer Rae. I'm sorry, I fell asleep while you were... I was reading the description. Yeah, I was to the participants. It's like, man, that sounds terrible. Um, I, here's my thing. I think the baby faces win, and they let Eva Marie get the winning pin because they were just bound and determined to get her over. No, I think they're not doing that because they were... Um... They they were all like not feeling her. So no, I, I don't think I, I think I I think they're gonna treat her like a heel. I think she's they're gonna like leave her and get her ass kicked by the heels or something, I don't know. Which um, would be funny. Yeah, I think the total divas are winning as well. Um so that's our WrestleMania predictions. Um I mean the show doesn't look terrible. But it the build-up has like, been terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it reminds me of the 31 build-up, which is not good, you know? <laughs> I mean, you've got, I, I would say, three matches that people really care about, which would be Shane, Undertaker, Ambrose, Lesnar, and the Triple Threat. Mm-hmm. You've got, like, two matches that people are okay with, with AJ and Jericho and the ladder match. And you've got three matches that, regardless of the participants, and in some cases because of the participants, nobody really cares about, which is the Battle Royal, uh, the New Day versus League of Nations, and Triple H and Roman Reigns. Yeah. It's, I mean, considering all the injuries they got and the, just the creative uh, mud slide that they've been on lately, it's uh, the, this Mania card is actually better than it has any right to be on paper. But, um, you know, so hopefully that translates into a good show. Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy if we get, like, three good to great matches. Mm-hmm. Like, if if Brock and Dean, Shane and Undertaker, and the Triple Threat all are successful, I'll be happy. Um, yeah. And I just mean, don't do anything dumb. That's the other thing. Don't do anything yeah, deliberately stupid. Um, I agree. Um, we'll see what they do with the, the, the heavyweight title. Um, I mean, Triple H isn't an idiot, so, I mean, but the question is how how much control would he have at that point? Um so we'll see. We'll see, like, what they do exactly. Um, Sports Center will be live from from WrestleMania, so that'll be, I guess, interesting. Um, and, yeah, that's, that's, that's that. And then we'll, we'll come the next night, and we'll have a show where new shit happens, and then we'll wait till next year. Sounds like fun. What a depressing existence. <laughs> hey, you think that's it? Okay, I'm already thinking it's like, all right, WrestleMania, it can't be any worse than Batman v Superman, right? Did you see it? I didn't see it. I just heard it. I did see it. It's um, it's not good. It's not as bad as the reviews are making it out to be, but it's not good. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's, I, I like DC's work. I felt like there was a good movie trapped under a mountain of crap. There's just like, man, they that movie really needed an editor. Yeah, yeah. I heard Batman, like, shoots people and stuff. Oh, he, he's yeah, he's a fucking psychopath. He fucking kills people. And he like brands them and stuff. And I'm like, why? Why is he just not the straight up villain? But, uh, he kind of was in a weird way. Like he's if you're looking at the two on paper, it's like I'm kind of siding with Superman here because Batman's a crazy person. Yeah. So let me uh, just because I'm going to ask Patrick. Spoiler alert for Batman versus Superman. If you sure. don't want to listen, stop listening now. <laughs> Um, let me, I just want to, like, see if this is basically how the movie goes, because this is how I guessed it would go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you open up, you see kind of how the world has changed since Superman's come back. Um, Batman's like, this is bullshit, he's an alien, he can kill us all, I gotta stop him. Um, eventually Lex Luthor kind of, like, 
pushes the buttons to the point where a fight starts and they have this big battle and then they kind of like, wait a second, we realize that it wasn't us and it's Lex Luthor and then he brings out Doomsday and they kill Doomsday and that's the end of the movie. Kind of. There's more to it than that, but the basic structure is very close to that. It wasn't so much uh, the fight, the big fight they had in the end. To their credit, there actually is a winner to the fight, and I won't spoil it, because a lot of Versus movies, they kind of pussy out on that. But they actually, to to their credit, they actually did give us a winner. And um, they, Batman and Superman come to realize that they're similar in one way, and I won't spoil what it is, but it's kind of lame. Uh, kind, of, kind of silly. Our but parents same, were born both named Martha. Oh, you've already heard it. Okay, yes, that's exactly oh, what wait, it was. Oh, wait, is that really it? Oh, my God, yes, that's exactly what it was. Oh, my God, that's that's terrible. <laughs> I know, it is. Um, so they realize, oh, you're not so bad, and oh, you're not so bad, and hey, some shit looks like it's blown up over there. Oh, hey, it's Doomsday. Let's go fight him. Nice. Um, yeah. How big are the roles of um, Flash and Aquaman and stuff? Almost non-existent. They're basically cameos. Uh, so we're still looking forward to Civil War more, then. Oh, absolutely. If Civil War is not the better movie, I'll be shocked. Yeah. Which I'm kind of... There's this part of me that's counting on Red Hulk to show up, just because I keep seeing General Ross in the trailer. No, he's not showing up. He's not showing up? No, he's not. Oh, okay, that's a shame. Um, it should be fine, but there's too much, um, there's too much going on for that to happen. Um, all right. So, I think think we're finished here ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us we always appreciate our listeners and your support um remember to uh multiple things F- make sure to subscribe and follow us on talk shoe uh, make sure to check us out on the any likes on facebook or shares or retweets any of that crap it's silly but we it's always helpful to us and it helps get the word out of, uh, about us as much as possible so thank you very much for all uh, all of you for listening to us um uh, email me with any criticisms or questions, and we will always make sure to answer them. Um, thank you very much, and ladies and gentlemen, enjoy NXT, enjoy the Hall of Fame, enjoy WrestleMania. But for Eric Clancy and Patrick Kelly, we are signing off.